This is CES Tech Talk. I'm James Kotecki, bringing you one of my favorite C-Space studio interviews from CES 2024. I had a lot of great conversations in Las Vegas, and I know you're going to like this one, so enjoy. Again, we are live, we are back, and it is time to get all on here at the C-Space studio. I am James Kotecki. We are at CES 2024. This year, we're sponsored by Integral Ad Science, and I'm really excited to dive into conversations with media, marketing, branding, and advertising leaders, and I'm super excited about our very first guest, returning champion, I would say, <laughs> Gail Troberman, CMO, iHeartMedia. Welcome back. Awesome, great to be back, CESOGs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, let's start once again by just kind of defining where iHeartMedia stands right now. How do you define your brand? How do you explain iHeartMedia to people who maybe have heard of it but don't exactly know the full scope? Sure. Um, so iHeartMedia, we like to think of ourselves not as a media company but as an access company. And what that means is we give brands access to every audience in America because we reach nine out of 10 Americans across broadcast radio, the biggest podcasting network in the world, massive array of live events, a huge social and video footprint, and all the data that comes with having that mass reach audience. So we can find pretty much any audience and give a brand access to them across all our platforms. And so is it fair to say there's a ponderance or kind of a leaning toward audio, but of course now every media company is doing kind of various media things. So you mentioned social, you mentioned video as big components sure. as well. Sure, sure. But with at iHeart, everything starts with audio because mm -hmm. we, we really do believe audio is on fire right now. Broadcast radio has maintained reach uh, through the yeah. internet era and the digital age and the social age. Yeah. Audio has continued to be a mass reach medium while we've seen things like print massively decline. Mm -hmm. TV, linear TV has seen massive declines, but audio has been holding reach and growing with podcasting. Let's talk about broadcast radio for a second, because yeah. I believe you mentioned this last time that we were mm -hmm. chatting. Uh, I'm when sure you I say, did. <laughs> when you say broadcast radio is, is maintaining or growing, are you saying literally it's people tuning in on a dial, like in a car on an old-fashioned radio, or are you saying it's that content, but it's spread over maybe more, more uh, modern uh, appliances? Yeah. yeah, no, it's a great question. It's both. Broadcast radio signals out into the real world. Yeah. People driving, particularly uh, usage in car, is huge. Mm -hmm. um, but we're also seeing incredible uh, gains in digital listening to broadcast radio stations. Yeah. So you might get in your car and turn on KISS FM when you're mm -hmm. driving live off the broadcast signal. You might also ask Alexa to play yeah. uh, KISS FM because it's your favorite station. You might listen to it on your phone at the gym. Um, and so we, we distribute our all of our stations and our content pretty much anywhere you can yeah. access audio to make it as easy for listeners as possible. And getting back to that word access, let's talk more yeah. about how you're giving brands this kind of access. So what kind of advertising or kind of brand outreach trends or ideas are you excited about? Are you seeing? Are you implementing? Well, obviously, the, the biggest trend that's exciting for us is just the massive growth in podcasting over the last two years. Uh, I believe I saw some Nielsen predictions that podcasting is going to double again in 2024. Wow. So it is the next mass reach medium. And not only just reach, but what's exciting about podcasting is it's got incredibly high engagement and attention. You know, there's mm -hmm. this whole theater of the mind idea that because because you're not seeing all the imagery, mm -hmm. you're filling in the pictures. So yes. if I'm like, hey, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? Mm -hmm. 
right? I could show you a breakfast. Right. It's probably wrong. But I'm imagining. But if it, I yeah. ask you what you had for breakfast, was it horrible because you're here at a conference? Was it a bad buffet? Was it unhealthy? Yeah. I can now take you on a journey anywhere I want to go and sell you a message. And your neurons are firing. Your brain is filling in the imagery. Wow. So audio continues to be this incredibly high attention, high engagement medium when attention is at a real scarcity these days. I'm going to have to start calling myself an actor in the theater of the mind. As there, the host oh, I like of, that. Uh, I like that. Yeah, podcast, there's a performance art piece in your future. There, there, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, let's talk about how AI plays into this. So mm -hmm. we're moving toward a world where now, I don't but know. We can get I, through this yeah, without that word. Exactly. But yeah. I don't know. I don't think yeah, you can get through. No. You know, two steps here at CES. Without I, I know. That word. I know. We're, we're, yeah. So we're talking about a world where mm -hmm. there's either more podcasts or more people listening to podcasts or more hours listening to podcasts or maybe all of the above. This very intimate setting where you mm -hmm. can have this intimate relationship with the audience. And now we add in AI on mm -hmm. various levels on the mm -hmm. analytics, but certainly sure. now increasingly on the content side of things. Yep. Where do you see that playing? That's a very open sure. question, I suppose. Of we course. can dive into it. Of course. So um, two thoughts there. One, one, obviously AI is going to be transformative for our business like most. Um, you know, the, uh, the ability, audio is already uh, a tenth the cost, probably about the tenth the time in production sure. of video. So AI only speeds that up and makes it even more efficient. So the beauty as a marketer of audio advertising is you can version infinitely. Mm -hmm. How do you sound when you're trying to sell to me in a country format, a hip-hop format, a pop format, a K-pop format, an yeah. alt, and on and on. So the ability to version more and more efficiently and be relevant, not just for where you're showing up, but that moment. Mm -hmm. Am I in a pop station at 10 a.m. Right. or 10 p.m.? Right? Is it a weekend or a weeknight? Mm -hmm. Right? So how's the weather out? Like the ability to actually adapt messages dynamically and on the fly. Yeah increase the efficiency of production for brands, and then all of the innovation we can do on the targeting insights and programmatic side of the business with, with advances in AI, big areas of focus and investment for us. And does that have a lot to do with ingesting the podcast content and kind of figuring out what that content is and where mm -hmm. ads should even exactly. go. Exactly. For place. example, um, we have one of the best brand safety tools available um, built on AI functionality with our partner Sounder, and we can get to the episode level. So instead of saying, you know what, here's a massive hit show, but occasionally they might go into a territory that you don't want to be associated with. Instead of ruling out a massive popular show with high engagement and huge audiences, we can now actually enable brand safety at the episode level. Yeah. Right? So we can see what were they talking about? Was that a topic a brand wants to avoid? And now you can buy, you might want to buy that show when they're talking about pop culture, right. but not when they're talking about politics, sure. for example. And is there an element to this where marketers need to kind of fundamentally rethink anything as we head into 2024? Maybe because of AI, maybe because of the scale. Is there a fundamental shift that you think mm -hmm. needs to happen? Well, yeah, I love that question because this is this is probably my topic for CES um, and it's one we've been talking a lot with our clients about. Um, we recently did a study uh, with Malcolm Gladwell and the team at Pushkin mm -hmm. on the new American consumer. And the premise was, or the hypothesis was, we've never had more data in the history of marketing, sure. right? We can justify mm -hmm. anything now with data. Yeah. And so I would argue, and Malcolm and I were talking about this and we landed on this research initiative, um, because we have so much data, we are now more biased than we have ever been in the history of marketing. Hmm. And what I mean by that, and, and we see it a lot at iHeart, is you know, iHeart is, right now we are live on air on 860 plus radio stations in markets in America. And we are having a live human 
conversation, unscripted, real, messy, yeah. human. And, um, and yet marketers are here talking about AI and what's next and the future. And I think sometimes marketers, what we found was we did the exact same study of uh, con real American consumers and marketers. Ooh. to figure out what was different about our views, our habits, our behaviors, our right. beliefs, our values, and they are so different, right? Mm -hmm. For example, if we were here a year or so ago, I'm sure we, we talked about NFTs. Mm -hmm. Sure. 40% of Americans have still not heard of an NFT. Okay, let alone bought one. or Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I think we're getting too far ahead of our consumers mm -hmm. and we live in our marketer bubble, yeah. right? I think um, some interesting numbers, like half of Americans haven't heard of an Aperol Spritz but 0% oh. of marketers are unaware of Aperol <laughs> spritzes, right? Simple things. Wow, these are some damning stats right? here. Exactly, I and, and I, I think it's just a good wake-up call, particularly in the beginning of the year and particularly yeah. CES, which is don't miss the consumers in the real world mm -hmm. and their habits and their behaviors, right? What are they doing and how are you going to reach them and be relevant to them? Because I think as marketers, sometimes we spend too much time marketing to us doing the wow. things we think are cool and next and sexy, and that's yeah. great. There's room for innovation and experimentation. But if you're missing real America, mm -hmm. you're not gonna grow. Yeah. And, and I think that's a huge message for us. And yeah. such a challenge to figure out how to pop that bubble. As you said, there's yes. data to justify anything yeah, pretty that much you anything, maybe want right? to do. And if you yeah. want to justify your Aperol spritzes at 3 p.m., you can do exactly. that. Exactly. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the real world in terms of live events. Mm -hmm. um, in the closing moments sure. of this conversation here, I'd love to just uh, yeah. get a quick snapshot of where our heart media is at with live events and maybe how technology might push that forward in the next coming years. Sure. Um, live events is a phenomenal part of our business. Um, it's uh, it's where you really feel the the access we give to consumers and the once in a lifetime experiences we create. Just yeah. coming off the Jingle Ball tour, for example, um, yeah. twelve markets, just phenomenal mm -hmm. shows, and the amount of joy and energy in those rooms. Yeah. Um, AI is obviously making uh, production uh, advances for us there. Um, but what we love about the live events is is it's a chance to bring our brand to life and connect artists, brands, and fans yeah. in new ways. Uh, this year we had a big breakthrough at the iHeartRadio Music Festival where I think we was probably one of the best examples of how the brands, the artists, and the fans can participate together. We created an entire house of music mm -hmm. outside the T-Mobile arena here. Mm -hmm. um, and artists had their own spaces okay. that they curated and so did brands. And they were all interactive experiences yep. connected on your phones. You accrued points and merch and you got to win as you went through the Kelly Clarkson experience and the Lenny Clavitz okay. experience and the Fallout Boy experience. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just a beautiful opportunity to see the creativity the artists could bring, not just on the stage performing, but before the show, after the show. I mean, people yeah. spent hours there and they got even closer to their favorite artists in new ways through these interactive experiences. Yeah. So uh, we do about 10,000 events a year, uh, about 20 real wow. big uh, concerts, and they're just going to get better and better. Well, thank you so much for interacting with us in real life awesome. uh, once again and bringing us closer to the future. Gail Troberman, iHeartMedia, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation from CES 2024. That's our show for now, but there's always more tech to talk about. Hit that YouTube subscribe button, leave a comment, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia, or wherever you're getting this show. And get more CES at ces.tech. That's ces.tech. I'm James Kotecki, talking tech on CES Tech Talk.